0: katie
1: alicia what are we obsessed with this week bridgerton we are obsessed with bridgerton although this is
0: going to be more you kind of educating our audience because i've only seen the first few episodes and you have watched all of them and not only that you have read the books yeah well how many books are there eight and how many have you read all of them in what time frame a
1: week I haven't read all, I haven't read, like, all of them, but I've read a lot of them. I mean, that's
0: impressive, because I couldn't tell you the last time I read a book.
1: Yeah, well, The Single Life has its perks, but, you know. Um, I will say, you've been telling me to watch Bridgerton for a long time. I know, I know, Um, and I had been putting it off.
0: Why don't you share with the audience why you're putting it off?
1: Because I knew it would, like, just check a lot of boxes for me. I love any kind of British television show. I love Pride and Prejudice. and You someone, love royalty. I love royalty. I love this kind of Regency era. Mm-hmm. Um, someone was descri- described rejection as Pride and Prejudice with more stairway sex. And I was like, that seems like we're just checking all the boxes.
0: You just thought you would love it too much?
1: I thought I would love it too much, which I did
0: is <laughs> it kind of like when you wanted, you thought about buying a lottery ticket, but then you got so overwhelmed as to what you would do with the money, so you just didn't?
1: Yeah, when the lottery got over a billion dollars, and I, I just became so convinced that I was going to win, and I didn't, it got like, I had anxiety that I wouldn't know how to properly use that money, that <laughs> <laughs> so I just couldn't buy a ticket, because I was just too afraid that when I won...
0: <laughs> you would just be too overwhelmed.
1: I'd be too overwhelmed. I was like, well, what LLC do I set up for this, and like, how best do we use this? Um... You did promptly inform me that next time you'd be happy to help me figure out how to spend the money. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, we have a plan for next time. Yeah.
0: But unlike that, you did watch Bridgerton.
1: I did watch Bridgerton. And I loved it as much as I thought I was going to love it. I will tell you. The other thing that we talked about is that because we grew up in New Orleans, our debutante stuff was not like other cities. We didn't have like one debutante ball benefiting like children's, you know, literacy. (laughs) We had sort of this season situation that they talk about in Bridgerton.
0: And, you know, if you were outside of New Orleans, a lot of people call it like cotillion or coming out party. Um, I thought it was interesting because debutante balls in New Orleans started as they did in Bridgerton to marry people off and I think now it's just continued on so people can have debauchery and excuse right. to have frivolous parties um but yeah I can remember being in college and one of my girlfriends from Dallas like a very nice area in Dallas was like so what charity does your um does your organization right. and I said yours goes to charity and she was like yours doesn't?
1: we are like the open bar We there's no charity yeah so
0: that's what I have realized in New Orleans we just do things a little bit differently
1: we do. But I will say, so I, being the romantic that I am, thought that it would be, my Deb season would be like this.
0: Did you think you were going to be married off at age 21? Potentially. I mean, one could hope. You were but, ready?
1: Totally. But, um, I will tell you that we did not have any of this. We did not have any beautiful Bridgerton boys. There was no Duke of Hastings. We had
0: some Bridgerton. Look at uh Richard shout out to Richard Conkey he is beautiful he is beautiful Richard you know we love you
1: um I, there wasn't I, I I don't think that there was the pomp and circumstance that I was looking okay. for we'll just pop what does pomp and circumstance me. like frivolity like
0: yeah I mean we don't have like family jewels like at least over in the Haines side we kind of peaked in 1904 um so I think those family jewels have probably been sold yeah off.
1: I, I will say, though, when we've talked about this, the characters in Bridgerton... If you haven't seen it, we're going to spoil it, so here's a yeah, spoiler. Yeah, if, if like, you
0: haven't seen it, this is a spoiler, so just still go ahead and give our podcast five stars, but maybe don't finish the episode.
1: Um, until you finish Bridgerton and then right. come back. Right, yes. But uh, there's the characters of Eloise and Penelope, I feel like we both really felt very kindred spirits with these like, yes. side characters who were sort of... who. I definitely didn't feel like the bell of the ball. I'm going
0: to go ahead and say it. Um Neither of us were the bell of the ball. <laughs>
1: no. That's okay. We had fun. We had fun of
0: the balls. We certainly weren't the bells. No, we weren't. um, What was it? The beauty of the first water or jewel of the first water. The yeah, incomparable. The, yeah, the incomparable. No, that was not us. But um, you know what I did do during deb season? Sneak cigs, just like Eloise. Yeah, you did. Um, And you said that. I remind you of her because of her dry sense of humor.
1: I loved, I love her dry sense of humor. Yeah. too.
0: and tell us why you feel like a kindred spirit to Penelope.
1: Um, I feel like she just was is just very on the side, just like desperate to be. She's she's a romantic, but not. Uh-huh. She's definitely not the incomparable. Not not a uh, not shouldn't fully have it all together. You know, she'd be like me where I was like trying to get there, but then I um, tripped and fell face first <laughs> on Canal Boulevard. Uh, or up Canal Street. You know, just always trying to get there, but then falling flat on her on her rear. Just not
0: quite there. Not quite there. I also do love um, that in the show, Marina, they end up finding out she's pregnant. And that her cousins and friends are genuinely... Shocked. Cannot comprehend how, if she's not married, how did she become pregnant? Right. They thought, and I quote that it was... Was it a catching... Condition. I love, I'm going to use catching now instead of contagious. COVID is catching. (laughs) Um, But I just was like, they really didn't tell these girls anything. No,
1: nothing. And
0: then the brothers were so snarky talking about things. And anyway, I just got a kick out of that. I could not believe. But realistically, I mean, that would suck to be a woman during that time. Like, you got to get married. You don't have a choice. And it is what it is. I sort of identified, um, besides with Eloise, (laughs) my free spirit with like the opera singer, the seamstress, not that I have an actual skill. The
1: Modiste.
0: Yeah. But it's just, wait, what is Modiste? The dressmaker. Oh yeah. Just as like, you know, women who live freely and support themselves, you know, like the Samantha Joneses of their time. Right. (laughs) Um, that's who I would see myself as if, if I weren't Eloise, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I just, I, I loved it. I thought, I think they did a great job of like making it relevant, I mean, besides the fact that it was obviously a way sexier show than Pride and Prejudice, the original Pride and Prejudice with Colin Firth was, um, it, it's, I feel, the music in it was great, like,
0: oh yeah, guys, so they do, like, remixes, sort of like, um, I guess in Great Gatsby, they took some old songs, and maybe they did do that in Great Gatsby, it's something you take, like, a little classic-y and put a spin, so they did, like, Rihanna, but made it feel...
1: Yeah, what would you say? Well, they, they did covers of like Ariana Grande and. But it was
0: all like instrumental. Yeah. And it felt very magical.
1: Vitamin String Quartet. Yes. Um, I loved it. I thought the, the music was great. I will say I really appreciate that they kept some of those long sideburns. You dig the long sideburns?
0: Dig the mutton chops. Is that like. Is it sort of almost like Bruce Wilson die hard in a wife beater and <laughs> khaki pants? Yeah. Mutton like chops are the new wife beater? Mutton chops are
1: the new wife beater
0: i've got to say i love all the dresses and the jewelry it's just so fabulous um i also love the scene where the queen is just like with her servants and she's talking to the bridgerton woman and she just calls for one of her servants to bring her some more snuff and just you know does a line completely casual like it's totally normal was it normal then I think or so. Or it's just, like, if you're the queen, you can do whatever. I'm
1: pretty sure if you're the queen, you could do whatever you wanted, but I think so. I bet it was some really good snuff. <laughs> so, Katie, why don't you tell our audience,
0: like, we've gotten a little bit granular. Can we take a step back and you tell our folks what Bridgerton is about? Just, like, a general synopsis.
1: So, it's the Regency era in London. What does Regency mean? It's, so, it's Queen King George, the, like, mad one, the one... America had just finished the American Revolution, so we're talking, like, 1812. Okay. He's kind of gone mad, but, and so his son is running the country as a regent.
0: Why... What does a regent mean, like, because he's running his dad's crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah, because his dad's cray-cray. So he's not officially king because his dad isn't dead yet, but he's running it. So it's, like, 1812, so before Queen Victoria, it's still very, like, um colonial is not the correct word. I mean, I guess colonial is the right word. Because that would have been the colonial times in America. Yeah. I think it's funny because in America, I feel like we don't... I think of England as like this, all of, all of its history is like the same for a really long period of time. And all of a sudden it's like the 1960s. And there's like <laughs> the Beatles. It's like Pride and Prejudice are the Beatles and that's it. <laughs> Which I realize is not true. Um But Anyway, so it's 1812 in London and it's, it's like the season, it's, it's a season. So they're, it's following this one family of eight children and the oldest daughter is trying to, is going out to be a Deb to get married. Okay.
0: And it's basically key that you get married in the first season, right?
1: I think that's like the goal, right? We failed at that. We, we didn't even go back for a second season. Oh
0: God. (laughs) We didn't even qualify for a second season. No one, no one would have us. No. Um. But we did have a lot of debaucherous fun. Um, Now, and how old are these girls in it? Like sixteen?
1: I think they're like eighteen.
0: They look young. That Daphne Bridgerton looks young. Well, she's the oldest though. And also, y'all. So in this, they have tell them about Lady. Is it Featherbottom? Oh no, that's Tobias from Arrested Development. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: no, not Lady Featherbottom. I think Lady Whistledown. <laughs> Lady say, Whistledown. Yeah, the narrator of the show, Lady Whistledown, is like the gossip of the town. I was going
0: to say she's like Gossip Girl yes. in Gossip Girl.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what she is. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was, I mean, it's just, it's a great show. My point is, it's a great show and they fit some beautiful actors. Yes. Let's go what ahead is and talk Jeep's about name? Reggae Jean Page. His name is Reggae? Uh huh. That's fun. Yeah, he's, he's truly a beautiful man.
0: I know. He's super handsome. Um, and he is even, as I took a survey from a boutique I follow on Instagram, um, you know, cause that's like how I decompress. They had like, who's hotter like this or that the Duke versus like all these people. And he like beat out like George Clooney, Johnny Depp. I mean, I think maybe he didn't beat out Ryan Gosling, but he like beat out a lot of the classics. Brad Pitt, I think even.
1: I think, I mean, he's truly beautiful. He's got like a long, like swan neck. And he has a very, I love
0: his presence, the way he walks and carries himself. Yeah. But you know who I really love? Who? Is the middle Bridgerton. I think he's very handsome. Colin? I guess so. Not Antony.
1: An- uh, yeah, Anthony.
0: Anthony as they call him. Um, well, so Katie, what has...
1: Well, one of the things that we liked about Bridgerton, since that's our obsession this week... Mm-hmm. Is they have some great characters. The only actor that we knew, besides Julie Andrews, who is the voice of Lady um, Whistledown. Wait, is she really? I didn't realize that. Yeah. The only other actor that we knew in the show is Nicola Coughlin, who plays Penelope. And 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 we knew her from Dairy Girls. Which is amazing. Oh my god, we need to do an episode on Dairy Girls. Yeah, my point to say is that I was introduced to Dairy Girls from Alicia.
0: I really do introduce you to that show. You really
1: do. God, I'm good. And she is so funny, and that. that show is so funny. She's so funny in that show. And I just looked up today, and they're coming out with a third season of that show. I know. Thank I was God. so excited when you sent me that. Yeah, so excited. But she, um, she's very, very funny in that show. I mean, all the characters in that show are very funny. But I feel like it's rare sometimes. Not rare, I guess. Now that there's so many shows that come out, but to have a show where there's so few named actors in it. Yeah. Like, you know, there's no Zendaya or whatever Right. <laughs> in these shows. And so this show was like all people. Such liked. a smash hit. Yeah. It did. You know, mess. I love the
0: mother's character. I feel like she's just so warm, but also like take chargey. I really like her. Yeah. Wait. Okay. So we didn't talk about this. I love how, so you all, the, the principal character, Daphne Bridgerton, she's about to be married off to this like really kind of gross, weird only child I mean I'm not knocking only children I'm sort of kind of grew up an only child and they have to dig up about his past and the mother decides this scheme the only way she can like break it up is if they find something bad about his past well turns out he knocked up one of the maids and didn't even support the child and so the mother was like well as women we shall do what we do and everyone just starts talking about it until it gets out from
1: Lady, lady Whistledown, yeah,
0: Featherbottom, yeah, <laughs> Mrs. Featherbottom. So I just got such a kick out of that, like seeing like women taking down this powerful man just by chatting it up. So
1: I remember that that scene in um my Big Fat Greek Wedding, mm-hmm. where she's like talking to her mother, and she's like, "I wanted this, but you know, Dad will never let me do this," and the her mother was like. Men might be the head of the family, but women are the neck and they can turn the head any way they want. And I just loved that because I think that's so true, which is like, you guys can pretend to be in charge, but realistically. We're all going to Margaret Thatcher you. Yeah. (laughs) We're the neck. We're going (laughs) to turn this however we want. Mm -hmm. As evidenced by, I mean, I feel like that's how we lead our lives. Yeah.
0: I mean, I feel like it's a a little, can be a little bit tough with Robbie, you know, but I'll just
1: go ahead and twist his head. Right. Right. I think at the end you get what you what you're looking for
0: yeah I mean I think I think that's definitely true um I also think our moms were the head and the neck mm-hmm. maybe our dads were the necks
1: I don't know our moms seemed to be pretty ahead of the our axle. moms were definitely in charge mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I think that would be one time my mom told me to try to be softer my like, mom
0: also told me I need to be more demure
1: <laughs> <laughs> so and she was like Katie you need to be less forceful you need to be softer and I was just so affronted and so insulted by that and part of it was I was like because she was never like a withering you know meek person in my life my mom definitely ruled and still rules our house so same with my mom maybe they're just projecting their insecurities onto us as mothers are wont to do <laughs> <laughs> we'll add it to the, the google doc on things not to ruin our own children
0: and you know what else I thought was incredible is like these households i mean they're just they're beautiful. so lavish it's just like wealth that it just doesn't i'm sure it does maybe in the middle east with oil moguls but it just like doesn't exist
1: anymore no the the wealth and the uh, really just the ability to i mean they have no other jobs they have no other responsibilities except getting themselves married or marrying off yeah. their own, like their children so um i mean the the show is very well done. It obviously has a humongous budget. So, I mean, the clothes... Yeah, it's and by it- Shonda Rhimes, right? Yeah.
0: The cl- tell, tell us about Shonda Rhimes. Well, she's fabulous, I, mean, I know, but what's her background? She's done, like, a lot of hit shows, right? Grey's
1: Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Scandal. Scandal. How to Get Away with Murder. Didn't you take a masterclass from her? I did on writing, yeah. I love. I mean, I love Shonda Rhimes. She, she can write some really... She wrote, um, I think, one of the... Uh, Princess Bride, not Princess Bride, um, Princess Diaries, Princess Diaries movies Were they Anne Hathaway. Uh huh. Really? Yeah. Do you think that's how she, uh, that was like one of her first things. got Julie Andrews potentially. I wonder if it is. She's, I mean, she, did, she didn't create the show. She's just a producer a behind producer, it, yeah. but she, I mean, she's awesome. I, I, I liked one time I was reading her book the power of not the power of yes but like a year of yes I think and she was talking about writing for Grey's Anatomy and Scandal and something else and she was talking about how she feels like she has to keep laying down track like she has to keep writing because the train's just going to keep coming so even if they're like the shows are in progress so even if she's having a week where she doesn't feel creative or she doesn't feel like writing she's like I just have to keep doing it because if I don't like the train's gonna go off the track. Kind of like also this podcast. Right. So it's sort of like, and I try to embody that. Now I often let the train just go off the track, <laughs> and I'm just like, we'll see how much we damage we can do to our life. <laughs> so, but this is funny, just
0: thinking about consistency. So, our friend's little brother, Teddy, I saw him today, and he was like, oh, I wanna start a podcast. Like, you know, what advice do you have in terms of like notes and, you know, uh, organization and like plan? I was like, yeah so Katie and I kind of just fly by the seat of our pants and I was like just be consistent just record it don't worry about it being
1: perfect right (laughs) so that's our
0: plan for structure and organization yeah
1: sometimes I think about the books that we'll write you know the TED talks that we'll have to do Mm because we'll be in such high demand exactly to give off our wisdom and I'm just like god we're gonna have to fake it through those talks (laughs) because we really put the same together by the seat of our pants always yeah um I think we have like a good amount of listeners, so thank y'all so much. Yeah, thank
0: you. We have over a thousand listens. Keep keep it coming. I love it. Thank you so much to our fans. And um we hope you all enjoyed this Bridgerton sort of chat slash synopsis. And season two is coming. They're gonna go make a coming. season two. Yeah. Season two is coming. If you want to discuss the books, um DM Katie. Yeah. And we are coming to you live, JK, but it'll only be like a few days late. Um, the Harlow Production Studios and the Volkswagen Atlas and we're Obsession Confessions signing off.